Hey, you fucking stupid 311 fans, you fucking pieces of fucking shit. We're gonna do something fucking stupid and new right now. Should I do it like that? Is that should that be the intro? Uh, yeah, if you want it to be, why not? I fucking don't think they'll take it personal. You know, we're trying to uh, who we don't have an audience. We're really trying to uh, reach new people and take it in a different direction. So we're gonna do a. A uh, fucking stupid fucking review here for you fucking stupid 311 fans. You know, that's not going to work. Uh, no, so we're going to do uh Is It Worse Than 311 review of the new Brockhampton album, Roadrunner, uh, subtitled New Light, New Machine. So we can, yeah, you can process that however you want. Uh, it's a... Just like, I mean, it's a stupid fucking name, all right? I didn't want to get into critiquing it while we were doing the intro, but it's a stupid fucking name. Uh, this is the sixth studio album by self-proclaimed hip-hop boy band uh, led by Kevin Abstract, Texas rapper Kevin Abstract. This, uh, these guys have been doing this thing for a minute here, and this is the follow-up to their 2019 acclaimed album, Ginger. Uh, it's just, it's just not hitting for me quite, quite like the other stuff, their earlier stuff, not even earlier stuff, the stuff before this was, uh, this is one of their first albums with a lot of guest vocals and, uh, you know, that's probably the best part of the album for me. Um, oh, by the way, I got Robo Slush here. Thoughts, thoughts, opinions on the, on, uh, what I just said. Yeah, I, I, uh, this is an interesting album. I've, I've listened to a bit of their catalog, uh, not enough, I think, to be a master, but, um, I think, uh, it, it, it loses a lot of its edginess. I think that some of the, the power of this group comes from their sort of edgy, uh, emotional lyrics in earlier, um, albums, alongside, like, some banger, heavy beat, bass heavy beats. Um, and this one has this, like, odd gospel vibe to it especially in the back half and i just think that's sort of a weak approach especially since they give us some of their gems from previous albums they give us like production that's like some of those banger hits from the earlier albums um i mean for it it, well it's not also the like when you say gospel it's it's there is this thing about this album that carries through a good portion of the album with this electric guitar that almost has that like cheesy modern like church guitar sound to it with like a little distortion on it. And it's just like it's obnoxious and it's not really good playing and it just doesn't need to be there most of the time. But it's all over the album and it's weird. It's kind of distracting. Uh, it, I think that. There's a lot of guitar and there's a lot of electric guitar, and I think that there's a few instances where the guitar works, but it's almost always sort of a more exotic or foreign-sounding classical guitar moment. Like, I believe on track number, uh, I think on Bankroll, um, okay, which is, yeah, yeah. is uh, featuring the ASAP guys, and uh, I, I enjoy that. It's like almost Caribbean or something. Like, like, like when they, when they get away from the clean guitar or the rock guitar that they use in the back half of the album, um, it's a better, it's more interesting use of that sampling, but they overdo the guitar for for sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Way more than, and like guitar started showing up on ginger and it was more like acoustic stuff, at least from what I remember, I, I spent, I didn't touch much with that album at all, but 
uh not quite like this in your face like rock and roll fucking shit uh but you know i mean the later half of the album too where you said a lot of that guitar shows up in fact one of my notes here it even says more stupid guitar uh is that this album just doesn't follow through with itself when you start the album out and you've got uh the the buzz cut starting the whole thing off with danny brown as your fucking guest like that's a that's a pretty heavy hitter these days you bring out danny brown and uh best part of that song to me is danny brown stepping in by far absolutely uh and then at the end they start talking something about what god is to you and i just i don't know is there's like some kind of a christian vibe happening in this album more than than they usually do but like it's obscured somehow I there's I mean there's a track at the end called Dear Lord and it's an a cappella track which is a is a complete miss for me. It's a it's a complete oh, yeah, no, out it's... of it's out of step. It does like it, it follows um a track that sort of ends with these this like angelic chorus line, um something like What's It Matter to Me, a million pieces. And it's like it just doesn't hit for me. Uh but I think that this I think the whole album was is trying to format itself around that seventh sixth or seventh track of the light and yeah, yeah me it's too about like the the father that killed himself and like what it means to like come out i think is what kevin abstract is talking about but also how life is difficult and i think that that's a, an admirable um goal for the group but, you know the for message is usually decent no matter what happens with this band the message tries to be a message but because it's so such a high end concept, and they're trying to what seems like have a darker half, first half and a lighter, more. Um, I mean, it's not that the content of the lyrics is lighter, but like musically, um, it just it's sort of if it, it, it falls short and doesn't feel like it reaches the goal of being sort of a critique. Well, that that's where you got the fall, the falling apart thing too is where like it, like the first half of the album, Danny Brock. Second track, JPEG Mafia. Fucking JPEG Mafia. Best track on there. Chain chain on. Fucking, I actually, I put it on the playlist. And when I said I wasn't going to listen to anything for this album again, I put that on. And I'm not even a big JPEG Mafia <laughs> fan, even though I, I think JPEG's going to do good shit. Uh, um, you know, there's like a couple misses here and the, there, but then you get to that seventh one or or you get to the light. And that's where the cheesy guitar really starts to come in. My, my uh, comment on that song was, uh, I hate that. <laughs> cheesy guitar i hate that um but and, and you get a lot of the sentimental stuff and then that's when you start getting into that like it almost sounds like a like a 90 like r&b rap album towards the end you know with like rock guitar on it uh, uh, yeah and i mean there's some moments where it's clean and there's some moments where it's rock guitar but because of the like church like themes, I think this is one of the more interesting uh, uses of like church style sounds that makes it eerie and sort of um, ambient in a way. Is that there's a lot of this this warbly old not like ninety year old woman playing on a church organ in the first half that I think actually is a good sound of, sound in the album and helps and sort of obscures uh-huh. some of the cheesy guitar or at least makes the guitar make sense in point like on track number five on uh the light and in windows and also in a couple of the better ones like bankroll and there's this just like sort of wispy uh interesting organ and i and i think that kind of church in my mind it's like like fits this the mood of this album but they leave it behind by track five or six and then they're like check this guitar line on isn't it dope 
Well, and, you know, so the other thing is the guitar line is like a hard rock guitar line being played on this. Like it's like slow and like, you know, it's not hard rock, but like it wants to sound like it's it's awkward. And for me. Uh, so, yeah, the second half of the album, uh, Don't Shoot Up as a P- the Party, was the only one that I really kind of liked. Uh, when I Ball, I, I uh, wrote down that it was boring and slow, but that I liked some of the vocal stuff. And, you know, everything has something that I kind of like about it. But, uh, Except for really, Dear Lord. Especially with Dear Lord. <laughs> yeah, well, I, well, and with Dear Lord and The Light Part 2 being the, the closers, it's like you got a double closer. They're both slow. They're both somber. You know, one's like an acapella thing and it never really builds up to anything big or anything like that. It seems like a closer. And then you get another one that's a, a, a repeat, you know, a, a refrain from earlier in the album of something that I didn't like earlier in the album. And it goes on for three minutes of being like a boring rehash outro with more stupid fucking guitar on it. And I'm just, by the end of the album, I you know, it was done with it. I was done with the album by the second I, song. I think, I think that the, for me, the, the, there, were, there were three strong tracks in terms of production. And like, at least it was interesting that what they were rapping about. And that was uh, Buzz Cup featuring Danry Brown, which is the first track. I like Bankroll just because it's got a, a dirty bass line, like a heavy, dirty bass line that runs through that had me interested in the track the the rap the lyrics themselves are whatever it's about money i don't normally i don't give a shit about that but right and then the six track windows which featured like the almost the whole crew which i thought was an interesting move windows is cool Um, cool song Uh, buzz buzz cut chains on bankroll and windows for me if you want to listen to don't shoot up the party cool but like everything and else don't shoot up the party is almost away. a baby king kunta from that kendrick lamar album i don't know if you've checked it out but it really is <laughs> um like rhythmically yeah, and no i know the um, song. but i mean if you, if, if you lived through that time that that album was out you know the song that's true king kunta that's true like, like that's not your if you if you left your house you heard that song somewhere <laughs> Uh, so what we're going to do here is that we're just going to, I'm going to run this down real quick and hopefully we don't do this too often as far as reviewing what, we are, what our, uh, rating system is. Uh, we adopted a rating system and it's a point where, uh, fair, a fair album would be a beautiful disaster. Good is down as in we are always been down down and a great album would be amber and uh obviously this goes along with our is it worse than 311 for me i'm gonna say with the bad guitar which is just bad it was a bad 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 guitar badly just badly played badly recorded badly mixed guitar uh, uh, all over the place, even with uh, the fact that it was like mostly uh, guest and feature driven or whatever, uh, is a weak. It's a weak Brockhampton album, and at best, I'm giving it beautiful disaster. Um, yeah, I, I, I really I enjoyed most of the first half, and you know the strength of like the JPEG Mafia track, uh, where actually they were doing more electronic sounding things, like the beat sounds like I don't know, like Space Invaders Atari or something, which I thought was cool. Um, yeah, and they, yeah. Also, a very, very JPEG type of thing. Though. I mean, and it, but it was super simple, and like they do that with the simple guitar lines in the back half, and those are actually annoying, and they don't make me feel like I'm in a cool track. Um, 
and but the back half was just really boring and 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 I you know I listened to it a couple of times and I didn't even feel like taking notes. So uh, the fir- the first half was strong, but I don't think it's enough to save the album. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna agree with you that it's like a like a hard, beautiful disaster. I I'm Wait, almost no down. Saying... Is it no? Yeah, it's beautiful disaster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, beautiful disaster is like it's, it's okay. okay. It's, it's fine. It's it's okay. If you're if you're a big Brockhampton fan, then you probably listen to it and you won't dig it as much as their other stuff. But it'll be and fine you can for find you. some lyrics and, in there. Uh, there's there's plenty of funny lyrics and you know uh, interesting emotional lyrics, which I think is what they excel at. So yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're not a Brockhampton fan, I'm I'm gonna try and say you know like go listen to Saturation Three, go listen to Ginger, go listen to anything uh, solo by Kevin Abstract and. Uh, Man, I'm almost feeling a worse than 311 on this album. <laughs> Just, I really am. I'm actually, I'm doing 311. It's a beautiful disaster, but it's worse than 311. <laughs> any, any, it's a beautiful disaster, but add? I don't think it's worse than 311. I, no. I'll, 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 Fair, I get it. I'll take, I, I, I'll take this album over their best, out al- their the blue album in the 90s. I, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's probably way true. That's way true. <laughs> I'm just being a jerk. <laughs> All right, and that's it. For, I'm, I'm being a jerk. We'll uh, see you when a real episode happens. Next time.